Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, David. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday. We do this because we know that weekends are tough. And we know that there's a certain grind and a, a routine that's here Monday to Friday, and the weekend comes. And, you know, especially in these warmer months, you know, the weather starts looking better. And we start getting a whole different disease. We start getting this disease of wellness. You know, oh, Monday to Friday, we're in group therapy. We're talking about our issues and problems. And then Saturday comes or Friday afternoon comes. And you start getting in your head, you know, maybe I'm well enough. Maybe I've done enough work. Maybe it's time for me to go home. And you guys have tried that before, haven't you? Right? You've gone home. You've signed yourself out of a program. You come through the front door and you're like, surprise. And you see the look of fear in their eyes because <laughs> they know that you're not supposed to be home already and the excuses start. They let me go early. We made up all these things that weren't true. We had one guy who uh, called his family to leave here once. He said, please come pick me up. They never let us outside. It's true. It's true. You know, so we start, you know, we see things start running through our heads. Um, but we know, gentlemen, that we did not bring you here to do some of the work. We did not ask you to come here to do most of the work. We ask you to do what you have not done before, and that is to do all of the work, to leave no stone unturned, to allow yourself to be vulnerable and open to this process. You have done it your way, and your way hasn't worked. So how about doing it a different way? How about allowing yourself to be led today? How about taking healthy risks and chances today? Isn't it amazing the risks and chances we were willing to take when we were out there and then we come into a treatment program designed to help you get better in life and we don't want to take those chances. And when we don't take those healthy risks and chances, what we are doing is increasing the risk of what happens when we go back out there. I promise you, gentlemen, no matter how much we yell and scream, no matter how many discharges we do, the fact that you are sitting in this chair right now means that hope and opportunity exists for you and you have no bigger fans and no bigger cheerleaders than the staff and the friars here at St. Christopher's Inn. I promise you that. And when I thought about what I wanted to share with you today, I know I shared this somewhere else, uh, maybe, maybe an A and B group, I'm not quite sure, but I, I heard something on the radio and, and uh, it just stuck with me, and I knew that it was going to be part of an encouragement group. And what it says on the board is winners in recovery. That's a better, it's a better title than, than the quote or the paraphrasing I'm about to do. You see, Bill Parcells, uh, they've been playing this cut on uh, WFAN about Bill Parcells, the head coach of the Giants, um, and his induction into the Football Hall of Fame. And the quote went like this, and I, I won't get it exactly right, but it goes like this. He said, Losers gather in little groups and complain about the coaches and the team and the management. Winners stick together as a team. And how does that relate to recovery? And how does it relate to St. Christopher's Inn? And how does it relate to your experience here? 
I am not calling any one of you losers. I didn't want to write the word losers on the board. But let's take a look at what I talked about a moment ago. Risks. Taking chances. Odds of getting sober versus relapsing. So if we were to put this category, we were to break these out into two categories and we said, who would the losers be? Who would the people be that are more likely to relapse when they leave? And I'm asking you to look at yourself right now and take a look at that quote from Bill Parcells. He said, losers gather in little groups and complain. Does that happen here at St. Christopher's Inn? Do we gather, are there groups and little pockets of people that gather down in the smoke shack and gather around this mountain and have nothing good to say about anything, anything negative that flies their way, they gravitate to, grab hold of, talk about, and try to spread it out wider? Now I ask you this question. If I gave you money to bet, is that the group that you'd be betting on? The people that have something negative to say about everything. The people that say, the rules here, this code of conduct here is too hard. I agree with this, but I don't agree with that. I'll do this, but I won't do that. You know, that's only a little thing. It's no big deal if I break that rule. And who are they to tell me I have to stay silent on the line? And who are they to tell me that I can't wear a hat in the friar's home? You want to put your money on that group of people, those small pockets of people that run around. Challenge yourself and ask yourself, is, is that the group that I hang with? Where do you think recovery comes from? Because the people in that group, it's like being in a river with, with, a, uh, with a, like, a, you know, like those cool lines you know, down the middle, Right? And, and, and on one side, you've got a group of people that are swimming upstream. The current is running in the other direction, and there's that group. There's that group that's swimming. And they're swimming, and, they're, and, and it's hard, right? It takes a lot of effort and energy. I was telling some people uh, uh, a few weeks back, I saw this, um, this thing on uh, uh, the Internet, on YouTube. It's called the... the uh, a river or lake of death or something in, in Hawaii. And these kids, they jump off this cliff into the water. Has anybody seen this? This is crazy. They jump off this you know, small cliff in Hawaii into the water. And they're like, why are you looking at it? You're like, why are they calling it the, you know, the river of death or whatever it is? And once they go in, the water drops like, like 20 feet. And, the, and, the, and it's like the confluence of several different bodies of water coming together. And the kids are trying to swim to the rocks, but the current just keeps taking them out. And you see this one kid, he's swimming as hard as he can and staying exactly right where he was. It literally becomes life and death. The water goes up, the water goes down, the water goes in, the water goes out. You guys in that small group that have everything in the world to complain about, that can't find gratitude in anything or in very few things. Right? That's the group we're talking about. And you wonder why it's hard to be successful. But there's another group. A much larger group. 
I would say the majority of people that are here at St. Christopher's Inn are a part of that group. And for lack of a better term, because there are no guarantees in life, but those are the group of winners. Those are the guys who can see the forest through the trees. Those are the guys, the guys that understand that while St. Christopher's Inn isn't perfect, just like anything that is man-made on this earth is not perfect, we could find gratitude. We could have gratitude for the rules. We can have gratitude for the friars. We can have gratitude for silence on the line because we can have gratitude for the meal that we get. We can have gratitude for wearing, uh, not wearing hats in the friar's home because tonight we have a bed to sleep on. And when we wake up tomorrow morning, we know that we're not going to have to run out and figure out where our next get high is. It's a bigger group. This is the group that says, you know what? I came in saying, I'm not, I don't want to go to a halfway house. I don't want to go to a sober house. I want to go home. But maybe today the people in this group are able to take feedback and advice so that their lives can be better, so that they can be in that group of winners. Every one of you has what it takes, not just to get clean, but to be sober. Every one of you has what it takes to be in that big group, to be in that group of winners, to be in that group that makes recovery more likely. No guarantees. And if you're not in that group, you have the opportunity right now, no matter what you did this morning, no matter what you did yesterday, no matter what you did last week, no matter how negative your attitude was, no matter how angry you are at yourself and the world and treatment and your PO, you have the opportunity to join that bigger group. And when you do, who wins? <laughs> who wins? You do. You get to stop the chaos. You get to invite people, healthy people, places and things in your life. You give yourself the opportunity for that life beyond your wildest dreams. This morning I read to you guys a letter that came in from an alum. Imagine, imagine being part of that bigger group and being able to say, you know what? I'm paying bills today. And that feels good. It feels good that I don't have to lie, cheat, steal, and manipulate my way through every single day of life. While you guys in that small group are swimming upstream, swimming so hard to go little to nowhere. There's a group on the other side of that river that are on the other side of that rope that are swimming downstream. And suddenly, you watch, you're watching these guys swim and they swim so easily. Why does it come so easy to them? And you're in that little group, so you're used to complaining. So you're complaining that they get to swim on the other side of the rope and everything is so easy for them and it's so damn hard for you. And you realize that it's just a stupid rope. If you wanted to get on the other side, all you had to do is go under it. Go over it. Well, the same thing holds true here. If you are in that little group or among those little groups that find so much to complain about, all you got to do is switch sides. Sometimes we call those things treatment agreements. Right? We say, you know what? The guys you're hanging out with ain't working. Let's find a new group. You guys are capable of so much more. You have told yourself you are no good and you are worthless. 
We have examples here every single day of how you guys are worthwhile and our value and use to the world around you. So how about becoming a winner today? Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! I go! So once there was this cow, and uh, she was uh, grazing out in the meadow. It was a real hot day, like kind of like today, even a little hotter. But uh, she was miserable because there were flies all over her face and getting in her ears and her eyes and her mouth. And she was just whining and saying, Oh, I can't take this anymore. These flies are terrible. It's so uncomfortable. It's disgusting. God, can you please get these flies off of me? So God looks down and he says, um, Yo, Elsie. And she says, What? God says, Excuse me. What's that thing hanging down from your rear end? And Elsie says, It's my tail. He says, that's right. I put that there before you were even born because I knew you were going to have this problem. It's exactly long enough to reach your face and it's got a little brush on the end of it. So guess what? You get the flies off your own face. Use your tail. I gave it to you. I already figured this out. I already solved this problem. You got to do what I gave you. You got to use what I gave you now to solve the immediate problem, huh? God will not remove the flies from a cow who refuses to wag her tail. Hmm? This is a partnership. This whole enterprise of life and recovery is a partnership between us and God. Huh? We have a lot of what we need to, to do this. Huh? That's the first part of the serenity prayer. Courage to change the things I can. That means wag your damn tail. Courage to change the things I can. Huh? Now, God is ready to meet me right at the edge of my resources. Right at the limit of my own resources. God is waiting right there to pick up where I leave off. After I've done as much as I can. You see what I mean? This is a partnership. And it's great to know that when I get to the limit of my own resources, there is something else there that's going to pick up the slack. You see what I mean? But I have to enter into this partnership. The 12 steps will lead you right into this partnership by your nose. If you practice these steps and you internalize these steps, they will lead you right into this partnership. All of a sudden, you'll realize that you're in the partnership because it'll start to feel different. Things will start to go differently. You'll get a little bit of momentum, a little bit of a flow going. You'll get on a little bit of a roll. You'll feel it. You'll realize that more things are happening than you yourself are doing. You're getting results that are bigger than what you could do on your own. God is doing for me what I could not do for myself. You'll start to realize that. You'll start to feel it. But you've got to enter into the partnership first. You see what I mean? You've got to start to wag your tail. Don't be the guy that's standing up on the roof in the flood. You know, you've all heard that story. Waiting for God to do everything. You know, he thinks he doesn't have to get into the boat. He thinks he doesn't have to grab the rope. He thinks he doesn't have to do anything. He's just waiting there for God to do it all. It doesn't go that way. Don't also be the guy that's micromanaging everything. Because then God is trying to find a spot to do something for you. He's trying to find a, a, an opening to, to intervene, and you're not giving him one. 
It's got to be a partnership. Partners do for each other. Partners give and take. Partners cover for each other. So this is the way this relationship is, and the 12 steps will lead you right into this relationship. Learn these steps, practice them, wag your tail, and you'll find that when you're done wagging your tail as much as you can, there'll be more than you thought you were going to get. All right? Have a good weekend. Thank you, guys. Michael. So, so the the little the small group guys in the room right now are saying, you know, he's up there and this is all a bunch of BS because that's what a small group guy would do. And you're right. It's all a bunch of BS. You know why? Because that's how you choose to see it. But the large group, the team, the, when we preach about the concept of we, and those, who you, those of you who get that concept, you know, understand what it is that I'm talking about, feel good about knowing that you're part of that power greater than yourself, that, that big group, that team. So small group guys, why don't you challenge yourself and ask yourself the question, why am I a small group guy? Why am I complaining about everything? Is it really worth it? And how come I'm complaining and other people don't? Have you noticed that the people that you know are part of that larger group tend to have less stress in their lives, even here? Or they have stress, but they seem to be able to manage it, and it's not overwhelming, and it doesn't send people running out the door? We have examples of that every day. Yes, gentlemen, there are different groups here but you have the power to decide which group you choose to be in. So when you make that decision to be part of that bigger group, to be part of the winners, and you know, we find that you know, this is a place where miracles happen. And at this time we ask that if you've experienced a miracle, something that's happened to you that you never thought was possible, but it did happen, we ask that you take the, uh, an opportunity now to come forward and to share your miracle. Because, you know what? It might not just feel good to know that you've experienced a miracle, but there are people out there that are listening. Listening to this. Maybe they need to hear one because maybe they're feeling down. So if you're willing to come up now and share a miracle, would you, would you come forward now? On the quicker side. Thank you. Yes. Hey, David. Uh, Lewis M. Track 2. Um, this week I was sent to A and B uh, for a situation that occurred last week. Um, and I heard things I needed to hear yesterday. Uh, I went back to my dorm, laid in bed, uh, wrote the paper that was required for A and B, and also wrote uh, a list of reflective on myself and a list of feelings on myself, how I feel during the day, my, you know, a reflection of my whole day, from beginning to end, and each feeling I went through that whole day. Uh, and that's the first time I've ever did that, is, you know, ever looked back on myself. You know, that's what I should be doing every day here. I've been here for 70 days, and that's the first time that I truly looked back on myself and did something worth meaning. So, you know, I, I, it's a miracle that uh, to think something so negative was actually a huge positive in my life. Thank you. Uh, Matthew M. Track 9. Um my track is my miracle for right now because they've 
pushed me and helped me and supported me and have been there for me. Same thing as my counselor. So that's my miracle. Thank you. Yeah. John P. Track 4. Um, I had a deep pain in my soul, and I talked about my problem with two of my track members, uh, Maxwell and Samuel, and now I feel like it's actually lifted, and I never thought once in my life that I'd be able to get rid of it. Hallelujah. Thank you. John L. Track 7. Um, first miracle is um, why I'm here. I'm learning to love myself. But in the meantime, the entire staff of SCI has proven once again that they love me when I'm not, you know, giving it to myself. And second, because of all of you here, I, had, I celebrated this, this, this week six months clean, and I haven't had six months clean ever. Thank you. So, thank, thank you. you. Michael M. Track 4. Um, I found care and love from people I really didn't know and uh, got comfortable being uncomfortable by deciding to go to a sober house, so. Thank you. Yeah, Ishmael M. Um, Project New in Track 6. Um, for a long time I did what I wanted to do. You know, my way didn't work. I tried to stop on my own. It didn't work. You know, and I came in here, I was broken. And and it's kind of like, put, it was like crazy glue to me. It put me back together a little bit, and I still got a lot to work on. And, you know, I came in here, and I took suggestion, and, you know, Brother Tim, he was like, look, you got to become vulnerable. You got to talk in groove. You gotta, and I did that. I spoke about a lot, a lot of stuff. Now, I just say to you that forgive whoever you got to forgive. You know, it's not your baggage. Move on. You know, live your life. Give yourself, give yourself a chance to live. I don't want to die without having the chance to be happy or be in peace, you know? So that's why I'm taking the suggestions. So thank you. Thank you. Stephen P. Track 13. Uh, I keep receiving multiple opportunities to change and save my life by finding my way to another bed or seat here before I die. Thank you. I want you to think about this, all right? Let's, let's, uh, I, I, I don't even know how this works on a podcast, but I want you to think about this. Imagine a, a wide receiver running downfield with his arm up in the air. What is he communicating to the quarterback? What? I'm open. I'm open. Guy, basketball fans, right? Guy's under the basket. He's getting position under the basket. He raises his hand. What is he saying? I'm open. Throw it to me. Give it to me. Are you aware that that's how the miracles work here? That as long as you remain open, willing, vulnerable, that makes you a candidate for a miracle. That's it. You know, it doesn't require, you know, we're not going to have you do mechanical engineering. You know, we're not going to say, you know, we need you to land a plane on the, on the Hudson. You know, you don't need to defeat ISIS on your own, you know. These are o what I call ordinary miracles that are open and available to all of you. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. There are people who here who have been placed in your path that have been sources of encouragement for you. At this time, we ask that if there's someone who's been a source of encouragement for you, maybe they helped you get through a tough group, tough phone call, tough assignment, um, 
someone who's gone over and above for you. We ask that you take a moment to come forward and recognize those people now. Um, please note two things. One, um, praise and encouragement are two different things. Praise has a tendency to stop at thank you. Encouragement goes that extra step and lets someone know just how their efforts have been helpful to you. And the other thing we ask is that you please try to focus on one person. Okay, because when we say I want to thank the whole community or my whole tract, it loses some of its power. So if there's been someone who's been a source of encouragement for you, would you please come, be, come forward now and be willing to recognize them? Come on. I got four minutes of airtime left. Michael L. Track 10. I just want to encourage Victor G. And um, stand up, please. Um, Mr. Gerber was talking about the winners and the team. You're, one of, you're the guy I look up to. You're a leader in this community, and I really, you encourage me every day, more than you could ever know. Trust me, I look up to you, Victor. And I just want to encourage you. I know things are looking dim right now. You're feeling dim, but you're clean and sober, and things are going to get better every day. You're, you're, a, you're a great man. You're going to be a great father. I know it. I look up to you every day. Thank you, Victor. How, tell me, how has he helped you? He's helped me just, just by, you've helped me just by the way you act. Just, you're a man, and I respect you. I want to, you know, you're you're one of the guys I look to to like for me to do the right things. You know what I mean? And I really and I th and you're in my track and I and I really do thank God every day that I have a track that I do and you're one of the leaders of it. Hi, Christopher K, track 12. Uh, Matthew S, please stand up. Uh, Matthew, I want to encourage you. Uh, for the past for the past month, you've been under a lot of pressure to uh, really put everything you have into recovery and take advantage of of everything that St. Christopher's offers. Um, you know, you've been under a lot of pressure and you've reacted to that by, by doubling down, working extra hard. You take advantage of everything. Um, and that's been a great example for me uh, because, you know, I, it made me think to myself that if it's important for Matthew S., uh, if it's a life and death struggle for him and he needs to work as hard as he possibly can on recovery, then I suppose I have to too. And I should as well. So thank you. Yes. Hi, I'm Michael M. from Track 4. I'd like to uh, say hello to Anthony here. Anthony L., please. Anthony, uh, i got to tell you, you, you helped me this, in the beginning of this week. Simple thing like me taking, trying to take the trash out by myself. I never asked for help. I was willing to just let the bags rip. And, and you were going the other direction. You stopped. You made sure they got to the dumpster with me. And you wouldn't take no for an answer. That's an amazing thing, and what, I thank you for that. How do, what, what do you get from that? Are you kidding? That's that's. I, I only some I, when I see you stopping everything. We have nothing to do with each other on a daily basis, and you just stopped everything, and you made it your business to make sure that everything got where it was supposed to be. I would never have done that, and I thank you for that very much. Okay. Yeah. You see, gentlemen, are you coming forward? Yeah. Come on, come on. I'll meet you halfway. All right. Um, James H. Track 9, I would like to uh, uh, call out my track brother, Matthew M. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I got to hear his story today, and uh, I'm very proud of you because you're still here fighting, uh, fighting this disease. You haven't given up yet, and uh, I kind of look at you as a little brother, but, uh, but I look up to you um, because uh, I can only hope to have uh, the kind of perseverance that you do. Um, you know, my father always used to tell me, you know, uh, you, uh, for every time you fail, you're one step closer to success. Um, and I try to look at things like that and, uh, and you inspire me and I hope to one, I hope that I can have that type of perseverance that you have. Thank you. I appreciate it. Matthew, you were in A and B, weren't you? Yes, 
So, isn't it interesting? How do you guys choose to look at that? You know, what is A and B? The Attitudes and Behaviors Group. It's a group to prevent, an intervention designed to prevent discharge committee. It says you've gotten off track. It says, you know, without really saying it, that, you know what, maybe you're a small group person. Your attitudes and behaviors are not consistent with people who are successful. And so, three weeks later, Matthew is recognized as being a source of encouragement for someone else. Right? You can go from the small group to the big group. You can go from swimming upstream to swimming downstream. You can go from looking at the glasses, always being half full and getting the short end of the stick and realizing that maybe things aren't as bad. And maybe, just maybe, hope and opportunity does exist for me. I'm going to shut this thing down now. Uh, we got one more segment to do. Um, but want to let people know that if you'd like to learn more about St. Christopher's Inn, uh, hey, and our alumni picnic is August 6th. Saturday, starting at 8.30. Um, you can find more, out, uh, more about St. Christopher's Inn on our website, stchristophersinn.org. You can find us on Facebook. And until next time, we wish you all peace, serenity, and sobriety. sobriety.